Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What is that? What's happening? Oh, oh you're oh, no. not aware? You're, you're not aware of the biggest news in sports? No. Uh-oh. Oh, you weren't aware that, that let's just say, um, hmm, who's the player that I am most uh, persecuted about but happened to be the most right about? Oh, Ben Simmons just happened to be oh. dropping 22, 8, and 5. Beating okay. the Grizzlies, Raptor beating the Blazers, 15, 13, and 7, but who's counting? So I assume we're starting there. We're not starting with Ben Simmons today? 35 shots, 40 shots. How many shots did it take for him to get to 22, Pablo? Oh, he was wildly efficient, Bill. Do you want me to pull up the box score? I would love. Can we go to the Vikings, would love, please? Would love please. for you to pull up the box score, we're Pablo. rapidly, like, hemorrhaging viewers and listeners. <laughs> like, please, put a, put a football the band-aid on this. fake news media doesn't want you to know. 30 no. seconds in tourniquet this basketball and let's win some good football playing incredible defense and was 11 for 13 from the floor got it i have a good transition here guys and we will transition to the vikings because just like ben simmons kirk cousins is also someone who is not great in prime time and my question to you all are the vikings who we thought they were Hmm. how dare you sully (laughs) sully both names well, at the same time it wasn't um, even prime time and uh kirk cousins <laughs> was not great he was in in kirk cousins yo you know what it, you know what it was it was it was a game that got pulled off of national television in the third quarter mm-hmm. a cowboys game that, that got was pulled incredible off of bill i have never seen that but it got pulled as they were getting blown out yeah eventually 40 to 3. Mm-hmm. They National were not. Media were they? Loves were, the Cowboys. The the team themselves were not putting voice to this. We're being disrespected. Narrative. Were they like because a lot of people around this were saying they're seven and one in at home. They shouldn't be underdogs. And all of us who've been watching both of these teams play football, was like yeah, okay, maybe they shouldn't be underdogs. But y'all not gonna win. <laughs> and I, I just was hoping that there was not a quote out there that we could point to that had one of them saying that they were gonna that they felt disrespected because they went out and got beat worse than the predictions that we get beat yeah worse than the spread like you got to at least cover if you're going to consider yourself underdogs who are being disrespected or overdogs being treated like underdogs they 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 didn't come within 35 points of covering the spread dominique it wasn't like it was a close game between these two teams so to my knowledge there have been no Vikings players or coaches who came out after the game and said, yes, actually, you were right. We deserve to not be respected. The haters, we're, we're correct this one time. We owe you an apology. Never happened to my knowledge. But I do think this kind of confirmed at least some of the things we believed were problems for the Vikings, even though they beat the Bills last week. And that is the idea that if they need to come from behind, it's going to be trouble. And I know what people are going to say, yes, they just came from behind and beat the Bills last week. It's true. But think about what that required. It required a red zone interception from Josh Allen. Second one, newly red zone interception, one yard short of the, uh, of the red zone in overtime. It required a fumble recovery for a touchdown when the Bills only had to snap the ball. That just got the game to overtime. That's what it took for the Vikings to come back and win that game. And without those mistakes from the Cowboys, who were much more efficient and much more effective, the Vikings did not have a plan B. Just like the Eagles game, where they were yeah. down multiple scores at halftime, they, they didn't score a single point 
in the second I appreciate half that you game. highlighted that you highlighted the opposing team's mistakes, but you didn't even take into account the miracles that they had to make happen themselves mm -hmm. to win that mm -hmm. Bills game, yes. including that miraculous catch uh, by uh, Jefferson. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think I, they were this bad. I like yeah. Dominic. I just like how we have just started recapping last week's game because it was so much more fun <laughs> by like an infinite, a multiple of just about infinity, Yo, more fun than a game catch? that. That that got taken off of television. CBS was like, "Here's some here's some Steelers uh, Steelers Bengals for you." Yeah. Oh, that's a bad one too to mm -hmm. switch to Steelers Bengals. Yeah, it was it was an ugly game from start to finish. I think you remember Friday, Mina was threading the coward's needle mm -hmm. and not trying to pick, <laughs> trying to base her decision on the like whether Christian Derrissaw would play or not, and he mm -hmm. played a little bit and then mm -hmm. went out. And it got uglier, but it's not like when he was in there that things were much better. It's just, so she was right, I guess. And also still a coward. <laughs> still a coward. I mean. That's the way to do it. We, we, I feel like there is footage of us, you know, being unable to say <laughs> what many others were saying about the Vikings. Not us. There wasn't right. footage of us. No, there no, was no. footage of, of y'all. Mm. <laughs> I was affirmative in, in my Vikings hate. Yeah. Last we... week, Dominique was so happy. He was having a drink. He was oh. snacking. Oh, you can I'm see now, it. Dominique is, is hangry. He did not get to have his, his cookies this week <laughs> I, or whatever he was last week. Because Jeff you, Saturday lost. Jeff Saturday did not lose. The Colts mm. lost. Jeff Saturday is mm. still winning. I don't give a damn what you say. <laughs> like a one-point loss to the best team in the NFC. Jeff Saturday's job is secure. Trust mm -hmm. me, I don't. I I still feel happy. I'm not as happy as last week. Yes, it's mm -hmm. true. Last week it was more fun to dunk on all the haters. This week it was just a little bit of a layup on the haters, a little reverse <laughs> lay in. It's fine. It's nothing flashy, but we still moving. We keeping this job. Just a euro step, a euro <laughs> step past the haters. Mm, do we want to? Do we want to talk about that game? Is that game on the menu? I forget. Uh, of course it is. I no, you have to request it off menu. It is on the later. menu. Eagles is on the menu. I saw oh, it. it. It's not an off menu get, item. Can we, can we get market price Eagles, please? <laughs> what do we got? Are you trying to skip oh, Zach? Oh, we're skipping. We go. Okay, we gotta. Let's let's let's. That's the third course. Yeah. All right. So, so Alabaster, do you guys want to skip? Skip Zach Wilson. I think that's a pretty meaty entree. But if you want to go past, uh, like directly to the cheese courses, the Eagles, that's oh, fine this, by me. The Zach Wilson one is fun. Let's though. go right in on Zach. I mean, there's okay, not much to, to say, honestly, because well, there wasn't much. Yeah. I was searching when I was watching this game. I didn't watch this one live, so I'm rewatching this game, knowing mm -hmm. that everyone already hates Zach. I guess not rewatching, <laughs> but I'm watching within my mind. Everyone already hates Zach. So mm -hmm. I was trying my damnness and the, Contrary the Jets, Dominic. I mean, to find a way to bring something new to this conversation. And yes, the debt, the Jets offensive plan was garbage. And it was very similar to their plan the the previous week, which of course mm -hmm. the, the Patriots are going to be ready for that. Mm -hmm. However, Zach was so bad. <laughs> he was so bad I think... that I just was like, all right, this plan is bad, but I can't Dominique. blame them because, man, I'm going to need you to hit the dudes when they open. <laughs> yeah. First off, I like how Dominique accidentally called them the debts, and I think that's a better name oh, for what they them? are at this point. Oh, I think if, 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 in fact, you said that, they should be the New York debts. <laughs> and Zach Wilson, 5 of 16, when he was not pressured, mm -hmm. to your point, Dominique. And then we got the story, Bill, afterwards, and maybe this is just locker room 
uh, talk, but uh, people <laughs> angry, people angry that Zach Wilson is walking around allegedly like he's not the problem, mm, which there's... is just a fun headline to get about like your quarterback did not wear shame visibly enough for our liking. It, it it does feel like the we're all trying to find the guy who did this, but everyone's in the room with the guy who did this, and he is not aware, <laughs> not aware that he's wearing the hot dog suit, apparently, for the New York Jets. And I think that's like, that's what's so difficult about this thing, is that there's these two goals the Jets are trying to serve at the same time, right? Like, yes, they need to develop Zach Wilson. They need to give him as many reps as possible. And I think, realistically they probably weren't expecting to be in a playoff race this year, but they are. They have a defense that is a playoff caliber defense. They have receivers that are NFL caliber receivers. The line is hurt, but the line is good enough to win with for other quarterbacks on this roster, one of which, Joe Flacco, we've actually seen play and win with this team. And in terms of the short-term goal of being competitive and making the playoffs, I think about where Robert Sala comes from. He comes from Seattle. Pete Carroll, that's his mantra. His thing is always, I'm going to play the best dudes. I'm going to play Russell Wilson, our rookie third rounder, over Matt Flynn, the free agent we signed to be our starting quarterback, because he's the best guy for the job. And with the Jets now, you have this conflict where I think in the locker room, in the building, the players know. They know that Zach Wilson is not it in the short term. Long term's a different story, but in the short term, they know he's not it. And Robert Sala probably knows he's not it. I think Robert Sala is a smart guy, but it's absolutely terrifying and damaging to the franchise's long-term goals if they actually make that change even if it's the best thing for their current playoff hopes so they asked Salah after the game if he would consider benching Zach Wilson if he continues struggling and he said that quote it is the furthest thing from his mind mm. end quote I would recommend moving it a little bit closer yes. to your mind I would recommend inching it closer as fast as possible I, I guess it, Bill part of your your um explanation there was that it feels like it's bad for like it's it's a setback for this organization if they move on from quarterback like i i don't think maybe they view it that way but i don't think any of us view it that way i I think and and i don't think anybody any players view it that way i'm not sure how anyone in that organization could view it as a setback for the team maybe it's a setback for josh but if josh ain't good he ain't good the sooner you realize that it accepted the better off he'll be sorry i have a question who who is josh zach Zach, I always mix it. I always call him Josh. It's like a running thing. I, but I call him Josh. I played with a dude named Josh Wilson. I don't know what it oh, is. It's, it's the H me, at the end and the one syllable four letter name. I don't know. It's embarrassing. Sorry. There are a lot good. of Joshes. Is it Talk Josh good. Rosen who's most offended maybe, among all of the Maybe Josh? I'm thinking it, that that might be it. Because Josh, Josh Rosen McCown? was a first Josh Rosen was a first round pick who got one year and then mm-hmm. they ran him out of town. Mm-hmm. And maybe I and see then, Zach Wilson as no, and 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 Dominique and they lied about how he was going to remain their quarterback too. <laughs> That's that was, true. They had that whole press Zach release about guy. it. <sighs> Meanwhile, Alabaster wants in. So, really, you're not going to say it's not because of another quarterback you thought was going to be a bust named Josh. Oh no, that's not what you're doing. <laughs> it's, it's not at all. I I uh, have come around on that quarterback. Well, that's the I point, would love though, to right? come around on Josh Wilson. But I never will, because well, this Josh Wilson is not a Josh Allen. He's Josh Johnson, you're talking about. Yes. Yes. That's obviously the Josh yes. he's great. we're talking about. But isn't that 
isn't Josh Allen the argument for not making a change? No. Mm-mm. No, not at all. Mm-mm. Is Tua not the argument for not making a change? Like, nope. have we not seen quarterbacks get much better between year two and year three where they were holding back otherwise impressive teams and then become the focal points of those teams? Well, the Tua experiment is like uh, he did get benched multiple times Mm -hmm. and it was about bringing in someone who can help make things easier for him. So like if you can point and it also being behind an awful offensive line. So Mm -hmm. if you can say that this offensive line is tantamount to the worst in the history of football, then okay, you can say that he has uh, no one to throw to. Then Mm -hmm. all right, let's let's talk about it. But it feels like that's not it. I'm watching these games and I, I. to be fair, I don't remember exactly how bad Tua was, but I don't mm-hmm. remember just wide open people having he, balls he, he, like fly well over their head. He wasn't he wasn't uh, two yards of offense in the second half bad, mm-hmm. I think, which is what we got yeah. today. Tua Tua was not so bad that we were calling him different names. We couldn't remember his first name. That's that's <laughs> to be fair. Like I wouldn't blame you. You have a certain amount of brain power to give to the NFL. And if Zach Wilson's not gonna be the quarterback in a couple of years. Not really don't worth remembering it. his name anyway. Don't, don't waste, waste it. Ro- Robert Sala, for the record, yep. decided to cut to the chase on all of this. And he just said that their offense in the second half was, quote, dog shit, end mm. quote. And I feel like that's probably the language that we should all adopt here. Uh, yeah. How happy is uh, Mac Jones right yes. now? Because he also was, quote, dog shit in their offense. <laughs> it was a windy day, but that wind was blowing that dog shit all around the field. So they got fortunate that the special teams could, I mean, score a touchdown or punt return, but mm-hmm. they should not be. There's no victory Monday. Y'all better bring <laughs> your asses into work. Y'all better come a to work. Three, I don't care if you won. Come I, to work. I, I just want to point out, this was a what, 10-3 final score, right? Yeah. A 10-3 yes. final score. Decided by a punt return touchdown with five seconds left where neither team could move the ball. This is basically Bill Belichick's idea of pornography. Like, this is the perfect (laughs) Bill Belichick game. Everyone hated watching it. It was miserable. You know Bill Belichick was... I I don't want to use the verbs I was thinking of using. He was having a really happy time on the sideline. You know what was really sad, though? The way that game ended with Elijah Moore catching. And so, like, I'm anticipating... Uh, like a one of those backyard yep. uh, attempted Stanford band type plays. You toss it all around. Elijah Moore caught the kickoff return mm-hmm. and everyone's spreading out, getting ready for him to do it. He runs around a little bit, gets around the edge, doesn't really gain much ground, looks up at the at the clock and then just steps out of bounds. And he's <laughs> like, <"F- it." laughs> like yep. nope. Why? Was, like, I, for who for what? I'm not going to get my teammates hurt for this. That was so sad. Right? It was sad. <laughs> like, we didn't even try. He's I, like, I'm when not he did that, myself. I was like, oh, he's running out with like a second left. And I was like, oh, no. No, no he's just no. like, I'm out of here. He looked up and checked. He looked up. I, I saw his head just pop up. He was like, oh, good. I will not expose us to any more of this misery. Let's get out of here so we can jump yeah. Zach when we get in the locker room. Yeah. For Josh? I'm not doing this for Josh. <laughs> not for not. Joshua. absolutely not i mean are are you willing to hold out any hope or or for you just for you is it just they should put the best quarterback on the field right now and that guy is someone who's not zach wilson so i'm holding out hope and you can also put the best quarterback in so i don't think that 
first round quarterbacks don't have any ability. He has some ability. They need to figure out how to maximize it and they need to figure out how to make things easier for him to understand and make decisions. Mm -hmm. Part of the problem with the offensive game plan that they have is it's a very simplistic one right now. Mm -hmm. And he's not going to be able to do much with that, which Mm -hmm. is what you want. So you have to understand that constraining a quarterbacks or any players uh, mistakes, you're going to like limit the high end of his performance also. The problem is he doesn't really show much of a high-end performance. So it's <laughs> tough for us to walk out of this and like, man, Josh really sucks. But they didn't oh, – Zach, why do you call him Josh? This is really a problem, guys. This is really a problem. Zach really sucks. But they also aren't asking him to do things that are impressive because I guess he can't. So it's kind of a, a snake-eating-its-tail situation, which means Joe Flacco. Now, yeah. there is a yeah. solution, guys. The Jets have had to employ this once already in the past. I would not recommend it for most teams, but this is the perfect solution for the current New York Jets. Mononucleosis. Oh. It worked. It got it got Sam Darnold wow. out of the lineup for a few weeks with an injury that was not severely threatening his health. Got another quarterback in there. This is the only so way to get saying out without we have to inf- We need to infect... Don't do it. Zach Don't do Wilson's it. mom's Don't do it. Yep, you did other it. friend. Yep, I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> I'm sure there's another one. Oh, gosh. Terrible. Mm. I have nothing to add to this. I want to sit here. What, you want you want to go lab leak? Oh, gosh. <laughs> what do you got? Get us the hell out of here. I want to talk about <laughs> my man, Jeff Saturday, and a moral victory. What a moral victory. Best, I do have kind of victories. Speaking of illicit romance, yeah, let's get to Jeff Saturday and Dominique. <laughs> we'll, we'll get that. I do have one one I'll question quickly before we move on from Zach Wilson. So, Dominique, what do you think he looks like with good receivers? Is this salvageable at all? Like, in a dream scenario, because you brought up Tua earlier, you drop him with Mike McDaniel, with Tyreek Hill, with Jalen Waddell, and you have that live arm. Is it salvageable, or have you guys seen enough that this guy is just not playing an NFL level right now? Bill, he asked you. I, I, I know. I mean, the start of that sentence. I, I, I would like to remain positive. Yes, <laughs> it's salvageable. Um, the accuracy concerns that we saw today are an issue. He's has some really impressive abilities. The challenging thing is for a guy like that everything around him needs to be just right, mm-hmm. and it's not ever really going to be like that. You just aren't going to land in a situation where everything is just right. Uh, And it hurts that everything around him is really good right now, like at least the defense and they're like competitive and they're in the playoff hunt. Like that makes it more like apparent. I I don't, I push back on that. Like, I don't know if the receivers are that bad. Yeah. I don't think they are. Like, it's not like this was the Sam Darnold era jets or, like the the worst Daniel Jones weeks this year where he's had pretty much his entire receiving core out and it's been Darius Slayton as his number one receiver. They have solid receivers to me. I don't think that's the problem with this football team. Losing Brees Hall hurt, but you even heard. I mean, Garrett Wilson after this game was basically saying, like, this should be a wake-up call for people in this building. And the wake-up call, I think, is that the receivers are good. You have to get the ball to them to make this happen. What did Garrett Wilson say? It's something that jumped out in my mind as like, wow, you're a rookie. It was like, I'm done with this shit or something like that. It was yeah, something to the effect like, yeah, let me, you let just me got this. here. You're already... Let me find this quote because it was great. Hold on. <laughs> oh, it's like, I mean, he gave uh, us okay, the, here's the, one, um, here's one of the quotes. The lethal weapon. Quote, 
Yeah, I'm too old for this. <laughs> Quote, this is not okay. Straight up. It's not okay. How many total yards did we have? 103? That is not going to fly. We got the dudes. It's See? time to be consistent. It's time to win the games we should win. Ugh. Spoken like a guy who maybe uh, was frustrated about the uh, two yards they had in a 3-3 game <laughs> for an entire half of football. He's not even on defense. Can you imagine what the defensive guys are saying? What no. What did you think, Dominique? What did you think of Zach Wilson's quote when he was asked, did he let the nope. defense down? And he said no. Uh, I think no matter what, you have to answer that with a yes. Mm. Even if it was not, like, it's just from a leadership perspective. You don't right. have to answer it with a yes, but you can make it clear that you're disappointed. Like, that's a tough thing to do because – they want you to be feeling as badly as they're mm -hmm. feeling. And everyone mm -hmm. around is wants to know that you're hurt as bad as they're hurt. And I don't know. I guess when you have your own personal perspective, maybe he knows something that we don't know. Mm -hmm. He's being sabotaged somehow. They, that his coaches said, you know what will help? If you throw it really high. And then he went and did it and it didn't work out. So then the answer would be no. But I don't know. Either way, you have to say, like, um, and I'm really disappointed. Yeah, they played great. I wish I could have given them more. At which mm -hmm. point, you're not saying that you gave up, but you're giving them the pound of flesh that they want. But you can't just say, nope. No, that's, I'm a surprised. A pound of flesh feels like a discount. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get away with a, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a supermarket special. <laughs> I, I felt like Zach Wilson would have gone to fake leadership school for to answer questions like this. I feel like every quarterback has to go through that. And I was kind of surprised that he gave an honest answer, which was a terrible answer. Second time, actually, in a row after Sam Darnold's ghost comments from a few years ago. Like, you're not supposed to be honest in these press conferences, guys. You're supposed to lie. It's no? like It's like when he was doing those, like, fake poses after the draft. He's just, like, uncomfortable in his own skin. It's like he's not really a quarterback. Yeah. He's just up here, like, cosplaying quarterback. Then they ask him a question that an obvious quarterback could answer. And he's mm -hmm. like, oh, no. Oh, is that what I was supposed to say? <laughs> Oops, I'm not a quarterback. Also, in, in, in fairness to Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold said that, I believe, while mic'd up or on yes. the sideline. Mm -hmm. And at that point, the solution was, we're, we're never going to mic up anybody <laughs> interesting again. Probably shouldn't be dishonest yes. yeah, in public ever. We're sabotaged by putting a microphone on this person hours before the game started. Sabotaged by uh, our own human condition, mm -hmm. Alabaster. I mean, we are can, we good? Yeah, we can move on. I mean, it is really obvious that all he had to do to get millions of fans on his side is say, "It's me." Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. But I digress. Um, let's move on. Because the next question I have is about the Eagles and the Colts. And my question for you all is, even though they won, are you more worried about the Eagles after their performance this week? So their performance was winning 17-16 to 16 against uh, America and mostly Dominique's <laughs> sweetheart. I am America. Jeff Saturday. He's everybody's sweetheart. Nobody hates him except for people full of hate. This was the game that the Colts very easily should have won, but the Eagles came back, right? Double digit, yep, 13 to three, mm -hmm. deficit, entering the fourth quarter, they come back, they escape, Jalen Hurts leads them back, and yeah, how do you guys feel about this? I am not especially impressed with how the Eagles played in this game, 
And I think this was inevitable. I don't think this was the cult as much as just the cold hand of quantitative variance and fate coming to bite back the Eagles, which, by the way, had a negative or positive 14 turnover differential through the first eight games of the year. There's no way you can sustain that. And sure enough, Commander's game, I think they were minus three. This game, I think they were minus two, minus one. They had a, a negative turnover differential in this game, and that hurt them dramatically. Um, they weren't able to capitalize on a couple of mistakes in this game. They've been one of the healthiest teams in football so far this season. And we see what happened when they have injuries. When Jordan Davis went down a couple weeks ago, they suddenly struggled to stop the run. They bring in like two really good players from 2018 to take his place, <laughs> which is fine. No problem with that. But now They did better against the run. They were better against the run, for sure, but they weren't great against the run in this game. Jonathan Taylor still had a good game. But uh, they lose Dallas Goddard to an injury on that play where he got uh, jumped on nice like mess. someone was trying to rock climb on his face. Uh, he gets hurt, fumbles, uh, and now they're down to a bunch of backup tight ends. And now they're, they're two tight end, three tight end sets aren't as effective. They don't have that weapon on screens. They don't have that weapon uh, in the receiving game. And so their offense is more limited by that now. And I don't have any sympathy because... They were probably the healthiest team in football before the last couple of weeks. And that's just the reality of playing in the National Football League is that you're going to have to deal with this stuff as the year goes along. Right. And if you can deal with it and still win, then good for you. Yes. Most teams are going to deal with this stuff and most teams are going to lose. So that is my attempt at putting positive spin on this day. I still feel like they should have won last week. I mm -hmm. see that they did win in this game. And the Colts, while they were really terrible – they were never really, really bad. Like, they fired Frank Reich in part because they put in a quarterback who shouldn't have been out there, and that cost him mm -hmm. a couple weeks. They beat the Chiefs, which, like, okay, that was one of those games where the Chiefs didn't show up, but they were good enough to win that game. And with Matt Ryan back in, at the helm and Jonathan Taylor healthy again and, like, some legitimate playmakers on defense, this team is not, like, a bottom-of-the-barrel talent team. Uh, so, like, this is not, to me, the Eagles' ability to, like, Fight back from these injuries. Come back from these turnovers where they get a turn, they get a fumble, and then uh, A.J. Brown fumbles it right back. And to still be able to get in a position to win and lead a game-winning drive at the end, like, to me, is somewhat encouraging. It's not like they're going up against, like, the bottom of the league. The Colts are a mediocre team, in my view, especially now that they have a fantastic head coach. Also, though, like, yes, the Eagles maybe aren't as great as they seem during their 8-0 start. But we just did a group dunk contest on the second best team in the yeah. NFC by record. The Eagles beat the third best team in the NFC by record. So mm. they don't have to be dominant to be the best team in the NFC. They just got to be good enough to get that one seed. And that goes a long way. So I guess the question, right, is we are not worried in a significant way that's different from how we've always been sort of assuming that no team is dominant, no team is anything like past years in terms of like, right. oh, that's obviously like a tier unto itself. Is that mm -hmm. where we are? Which is to say that we've I always doubted the teams that are good this year and therefore we continue to do so. Well, I think the Eagles were on a tier unto themselves at mm -hmm. one point in the season. But then the injuries started happening and uh, the like turnover luck ran out. So I think that they've fallen a little bit back to the pack, but I still think that they're better than everyone else. Maybe they aren't on, it, on their own tier, but they're at the top mm -hmm. of this top of the NFC tier, which is a great place to be. And the season is long. Like there's 
uh, oftentimes we when we play, we broke them into quarters when it was 16 games, but it feels more mm-hmm. like like uh, it should be broken into thirds. And we're like in this middle chunk and they'll be different at the end of the year. But that's one of the reasons why I picked them before the season started to like make a deep run and make it to the Super Bowl is, is because of their depth. What is this like some sort of picking the Eagles re- is not a brag. Like, wow. We're just realizing the motive for your take. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, no. My well, motive for my take is I'm right. And part of the reason why I chose them was because they're so deep and I know that everyone gets hurt and they're a team that can sustain themselves through the injuries. Whereas, Many of these other teams cannot. <laughs> All right. Last question, guys. Oh. Mm. Are the Giants frauds? Mm. Oh, here it is. No. So, oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, a strong no from uh, Mr. Pep Talk today, Dominique Fox. Yes. I mean, are they frauds? Like, I, I believe I don't have the, the legal definition of fraud in my mind, but <laughs> I, I feel like it's presenting yourself as something when you are not that thing, somewhere, somewhere like that. At no point did the Giants or anyone around the Giants, even their crazy-ass fans, all knew the whole time that this is the Giants. They're going to score somewhere between somewhere around 20 points. Maybe on a good week, they'll get 23. On a bad week, they'll get 18. Like, it doesn't matter whether they're playing against a good defense or a bad defense. Giants going to get you 20 points. That's mm-hmm. just what's going to happen. And mm-hmm. uh, the Lions are a terrible defense. But you know what? Giants going to get you 20 points. They gave them 18. They're in the window, in the, in the one standard deviation. That's what we expect from them. So, like, I'm not surprised by it. No one should be. The um, Lions offense can actually score. I think they're six mm-hmm. in the league in like points per game. And the Giants defense is not actually talented. <laughs> so like they're not, they're not what? I'm I'll, 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 I'll motorboat that. I, I like how you started by saying, no, they're not frauds. And then you proceeded to just mid them over and over and over again for they're like a minute frauds, and a half. Because they never lied well, to oh, us. Okay. I, you I, don't I, think I, that I, the Giants I, were, I, are surprised I, I'd they like only to, had two losses? I'd up like to file a fraud claim yes, against the you. New York Giants, mm-hmm. Bill. And I wonder if you'll be my attorney here. Sure. I, I, was I, told, I was told that Saquon Barkley was a generational running back, the best mm. running back in the NFL. I was told mm. that this team could run the football. Its quarterback mm. ran, its running back ran. And guess mm-hmm. what? They played the 31st ranked run defense. Mm-hmm. And Saquon Barkley basically caused me to lose my – my my whole crypto fortune 15 <laughs> carries for 22 yards what the hell pablo i told you not to play in that dogecoin fantasy football league and yet this is this is how you lose it terrible oh gosh, not i good. i just want to point out that last week the giants were playing the texans who talk about teams that are not frauds because they're not pretending to be anything the texans are tanking they have been tanking for two years now and <laughs> nothing wrong with it yeah, they gave Saquon. Well, that's a different conversation. They gave Saquon Barkley 35 carries against the Texans last week. A guy who has been hurt for basically the prior three seasons, who has been the lifeblood of this offense, gave him 35 carries in a game they were going to win the entire time. So I don't want to say that caused Saquon Barkley to 15 carries to 22 yards. I hope that's not the case. I want Saquon Barkley to be healthy, but. They have to manage Saquon Barkley like he is a very, very precious piece of China that they can't drop on the floor because if that does happen, then they are frauds and then they are mid and they cannot even get to that 18 to 23 point range that Dominique described as this this universe the Giants live in. 
It is. It's the, it's the giant window. That's where they're going to be every week, no matter how good you are, or how yeah. bad your defense is. The Giants going to give you 20 points plus or minus three. That's what they I, I, I just ran through their schedule in an attempt to debunk Dominique's uh, giant Overton window theory, mm-hmm. and he's absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I didn't say he was wrong. I just said it was this <laughs> very dramatic theory. I just, this feels like a team that's built to win, like built to play from ahead, right? I mean, they can run the ball effectively with Saquon. Right. And they're going to blitz you a ton on defense to cover up their issues. What, what, no, you don't agree? You know, no, no, you implied some sort of like in- intelligent design. Like this was team was built to do something. <laughs> this team was not built. This team existed. <laughs> Brian Dayball showed up and now he's trying to do something with what, what they have there. I don't think anybody can look at this and say that they put this team together. It was like, you know mm-hmm. what? If we do this or that, it's going to work mm-hmm. together and then this will lead to that. Mm-hmm. We'll no. They, <laughs> Got a bunch of guys because David Gettleman was like, I don't know. I like him. Bring him on over. <laughs> and then they're trying to win like this. So, like, what they have done so far okay. is, like, dramatically overachieved. But I don't think at any point that anyone in that locker room or outside that locker room or in, involved in an organization from fans all the way down was presenting this as a legitimate NFC contender. So, no, they're not frauds. They just mm-hmm. – the teams that they played against were frauds, I guess. To be fair – Dominique is correctly describing about 25 of the 32 NFL teams. And that is that is not wrong. And he's correct about the Giants as well. They they inherited this like estate sale of a football team and they're they're trying they're trying to figure out what's going to sell and what they should keep for themselves and that's fine. But when they hired Don Martindale, that does make you think they wanted to build a team that could blitz and and play from ahead and create pressure and when you're trailing by, by two touchdowns all the exotic blitzes you got are not going to solve anything. And the, the Lions ran for 150 yards and four touchdowns in this game by getting ahead. So not not by design, you're correct, but just by the reality of the world they have inherited in New York, the Giants have to play from ahead to win. Maybe that's a better way to put it. And if they don't, that is a problem. I like I like to think of this team as a police auction more than an estate <laughs> sale. Kadarius Tony. I like, what a deal! It's like, what a um, deal! Uh, this is storage, like a storage auction. Storage yeah, wars. No, yeah, he's like, I'll take that locker for ten dollars, sight unseen. Ooh, I got a Kadarius Tony in here. Let's get rid of that. We don't need that. Get him out of here. Um, so the Giants. Want a Galladay? A Galladay. That used to be a real expensive Galladay, too. <laughs> now it's broke. Oh, oh, oh I like God. how this is now becoming uh, antique roadshow. Antiques roadshow, <laughs> yeah. You have uh, an authentic Galladay. Um, its markings on the back suggest that it was once a useful receiver, maybe in the Detroit area. But now it's probably going to get you, I don't know, a fifth rounder? <laughs> oh, so sad. The Giants are 7-3, by the way. Yes, they're okay. one of the four so, best you know, teams in the that. NFC. There's Good that. Yeah. Congratulations. Not yeah. trying to win, just happening to win by accident. Yeah. What happens? First year in the Bills with Sean McDermott did the same thing. Made the playoffs by accident. Still took out the entire team after the year, but mm-hmm. fun if you can pull it off. Yep. It just feels like Tom Brady is going to win the Super Bowl. I'm just looking it, at these yeah. teams, and I'm like, okay, yep, laughing at everybody, laughing at everybody, and there are the Bucks. Mm. Just five Come on, five, Eagles. The division. Eagles. Mm. Oh, I, Lord. I don't know if you read this week, Pablo, on ESPN.com, but there was a really talented writer who said the Buccaneers were the most unlucky team in football mm. through the first half of the season. A little worried about that possibility coming true. Yes. 
Now that's a take I, I plan on reheating later and <laughs> pretending like I cooked it. <laughs> the best the best potluck dinner, really. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, gosh. All right. So I, I feel like we made it to Thanksgiving, guys. Did we do it? No? No, I don't think so. Give me Sarabina. Sarabina. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. I didn't notice how much better the hand looks today. I know. Look incredible. at those non-sociopathic check marks. <laughs> they're, they're crisp, crisp checks. <laughs> and and as you can see, we have salt and pepper on the menu, which is more seasoning than most of the Thanksgiving dinners I attended as a child. Oh, <laughs> not me. We have lots of salt in my Thanksgiving and also heart disease. Everybody, take it easy. Yeah. Have a great Thanksgiving. Are we not doing any more shows? I resemble that. <laughs> yeah, oh, we might. Last, no, this is the last episode of the debate. Maybe if, if we, if we, if, if the ticker keeps on ticking, we'll be All back. Right. Maybe you and me, Dominique, and we'll take a off. I love it.